please stay right where you are because it's time for GeorgiaCarry.org radio with Doug and Jesse King. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no compromise voice for gun owners. Stay tuned for valuable information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. And now, your host for GeorgiaCarry.org radio, Doug and Jesse King. Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to GeorgiaCarry.org radio. This week, we don't have Doug with us. He's in a jury trial. But I'm in studio today with Jerry Henry and Tim Bearden, Bearden. a member of the Georgia legislature previously. And we're going to have some discussion today about future plans for the legislature. What's going on, guys? Well, as you know, or as many people know, uh, Dusty Hightower, who was a big supporter of the Second Amendment on all of our bills that we've passed in the last couple of years, he actually replaced Tim when Tim uh, was in the legislature and got uh, appointed to be the director of the Georgia Public Safety Training, Training Center. Center in Forsyth, Georgia. Oh, and so now, yes, Highway Patrol and all, all of them. city, Firemen, county, firefighters, right. you name it. I didn't realize that's where you had moved. Yeah, that's yeah. where they got their, their post certification. And Tim, it being a long drive, and plus the fact that he was away from his family a lot, plus he missed being a, being a House representative and, and beating, meeting with the public, etc., kind of grew tired of that went into private practice or private enterprise and then uh now dusty has been appointed a judgeship in calida county uh, well i think it's five counties it's five district, counties i think it's calida district yeah, calida judicial circuit yeah and uh so tim has thrown his hat in the ring for that position again and to bring up today for those who don't remember tim was uh, our first gco legislator of the year back in 2008, I believe Correct. it was. It was. With his uh, assistance in sponsoring and uh, writing HB 89, which was the first gun bill that was, good gun bill that was passed in the state in, in years. No, HB 89 was the one that did away with the public gathering no, garbage. No, no. that okay. was before that. That was the next bill. Okay. That was 308. What Tim got, uh, several things that he did, his bill did, was uh, it got us into restaurants that serve alcohol prior to hb89 you couldn't walk into a uh a um, applebee's or anything like that because they had a bar in there it had nothing to do with you drinking you just couldn't walk through the door also at that time uh if you did not have a license for instance doug had a license you don't have one he left a gun in the front seat of your car and you got stopped you would be charged for having a uh, conceal weapon without a permit yeah everybody had to have unless it was open it could be open <laughs> exactly I think or it could be in your glove box, well, or, box or, a, or open plain view right but if it was under the seat you were in if trouble it was, uh, it was you, concealed you in trouble if it actually if it was under the a magazine land in the seat next to you you were you were concealing it so they got that style we also got state parks and uh, the bloomberg amendment some mm-hmm. straw purchases right. right now the bloomberg uh, amendment has been something that's been mentioned a few times in front of me but i don't really have a, a good grasp for it i do understand that at one point there was a store in the area that was involved in some straw purchases well it, it, they were set up straw purses yeah. by, yeah, bloomberg. by bloomberg okay yeah. but what bloomberg amendment did was it did it allowed or it prohibited prohibited anybody sell, uh, suing the farms manufacturer well basically what i did if say if he sent someone down to do straw purchases and made that 
right. made that act illegal. Okay. Um, and be, well, I mean, it's participation. I, that should be participation in a felony. Yep, it should be. But <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, you know, talking about Georgia Public Safety Training Center for just a moment. Uh, this week, starting May fifteenth to May twenty first, is uh, National Law Enforcement National Law Enforcement's Week. Um, the fifteenth, they had the memorial in Washington D.C. for those that had fallen in the line of duty, and down in Forsyth at the Georgia Public Safety Training Center, May twenty fourth is when Georgia will be honoring those that died in the line of duty as well in public safety. I believe there was, I think, seven police officers and two firefighters. I could be wrong. I'm sorry. I don't have my notes in front of That's me on just that. This year, right? This was this year, yes. So uh, they do have some that goes back that they'll honor maybe in the past historical but um we, we just need to make sure that we keep our first responders and our thoughts and prayers every day because they do a tremendous job in keeping us safe it is very tough right now i still talk to a lot of our police officers to do this job because of the lack of respect mainly that has been filtered down or trickled down all the way from dc um so when we see a police officer or a firefighter, tell them thank you for the job they're doing because they did a tremendous job. We like to to blame that solely on our on our representatives in D.C. and and I believe that that's a, a big part of it. Yeah. But I also believe that it has a big deal of a part with the way parents are raising their kids mm-hmm. or not raising their kids. Uh, when you refuse to raise your children and allow them to disrespect all authority around them, that's what you end up with is is people that can't obey the law i agree with our first responders do a great job and they're our friends and we need to make sure that we uh, thank them for the job that they do and i right. think that they do an amazing job they do, they do. yeah so but, um, uh, hb 89 <clears throat> kicked off at least the modern movement for gun rights in the state of georgia prior to that when when was the last good gun bill that was passed in georgia prior well, to that i'm not sure there was one in this well century. starting back with the hb 89 um at the time, it was probably the largest gun reform bill in Georgia's history, mm-hmm. not to give rights, but to restore rights. Government can't, can't give, but they, they can take away, and they have in the past, and this is restoring some of the rights that we have lost. Now, most of the taking away Georgia had done up to that point was those old Jim Crow laws, weren't they? A lot of it was, but there were some others beside those. I, I was not yeah. a, a member of GeorgiaCarry.org, and not because I wasn't supportive just because i lived in another state and yeah. didn't know it even existed well you take memberships out of state don't you sure do yeah. we've got pay the fee hey, we're, the we're an international group we have members <laughs> in china we have members in germany we have members in uh, finland we have members in norway just as long and we as have we have life members in california and texas and florida you know we we're not proud we take anybody i'm membership. considering that life membership myself right now but it's a tremendous organization i was very proud and honored to be endorsed by Georgia Carey for this election cycle. Um, we put that out on our Facebook page so everyone could see that. But um, very honored to have the support of Georgia Carey, the best group anywhere defending the Second Amendment against attacks that are seems to be constantly going against our individual rights and liberties. Well, how about how about telling everybody how you how you got involved with Georgia Carey when you when uh, you first met Ed Stone? For House Bill eighty nine was a very simple bill. It started out basically just going if if you were eligible for a gun permit, you could keep a firearm anywhere in your vehicle. That's all the bill did. So during the first House hearing, there was a lot of controversy on that bill for some reason. But we had the speakers coming up to the um, in the committee speaking, and we saw Ed Stone's name and Georgia Carey. And I looked over at then Chairman David Ralston, who's now Speaker David Ralston. I like are you familiar? He's like, I'm not. Are you? I was like, I don't know if they're for us or against us. So uh, Ed spoke, and he did a great job. 
And when Ed got up from the uh, chair and started heading out, I got up from my chair, went out the back and met him in the hallway. And it's like, I'm Tim Beard. I think we need to have a have a conversation. And from that point on, we start discussing some of the issues with the Second Amendment. How how can how many constraints are were in mm-hmm. Georgia? Because mm-hmm. you always think Georgia is a pro Second Amendment state, and but it wasn't. It was very um, well at that time. Uh, Ed and them had had done the studies throughout the United States, yep. and we were ranked 39th worst with more places off limits than any other state because of the uh, uh, public gathering law. Exactly. So, uh, you know that that was the bill that. You know, we we started working with Georgia Carey, got to know him very well, and the thing that they did best, they're knowledgeable, they present themselves well with facts, and they 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 just know how to speak to the legislators in a very factual but polite manner, and they get things done. When most people haven't been able to get things done in Georgia for quite some time, Georgia Carey at the time was basically a little startup group. Um Th- y'all may have had 12 members by the time that Ed spoke at the uh, first meeting. It started in a Shoney's. Yeah, I mean, about five or seven people on a napkin, I think. But uh, So to know where the humble beginnings started and to see where they are today, uh, Jerry's on TV everywhere in, in the world and always getting asked to be put on TV. But w- when you're doing something right, it gets noticed, and people pick up on that. The interviews Jerry would do with Al Jazeera – and I had my dad in, in Virginia, and he's like, I think I just saw that group you're involved with, GeorgiaCare.org. I'm pretty sure he was on Al Jazeera. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, who is that fellow? And I said, well, that's our executive director. And he said, well, he seems like he knows how to handle those people. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it takes a little bit of talent, but mostly well, just some respect yeah. and, and careful wording. <laughs> you got to be so, careful. So, well, unfortunately, Al Jazeera America went out of business, but uh, I was on – Al Jazeera uh, last Wednesday uh, uh, to discuss farms, and, and it's Al Jazeera Europe, yeah, originating out of Qatar. So I still don't understand why people all over the world want to talk to us, but we don't turn it down. We we why, talk why every not? chance we get. Get it out into the whole world and let people know that yep. this is a right that everyone should have. Yep. It's not just a right that we we are given because we're Americans, although our forefathers made sure they protected it for us. And but it can, should be for everybody. And we try to we try to present our our uh, mission in a logical manner where we don't look like crazy guys, you know, about to go off the deep end and and do all kinds of stuff. We try to make it look like, hey, this guy's just as normal as anybody else you see. And uh, I'm a grandfather. I try to be a grandfather when I'm talking to him. We're coming up on a commercial break here. So we'll be back in a few minutes with Tim Bearden and Jerry Henry. Now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio with Doug and Jesse King. Welcome back. We're here in studio with Jerry Henry and Tim Bearden, and we're talking about the Georgia legislature and what's coming up. Well, one of the things I did want to bring up before the break was, you know, we've been able to take good bites at the apple. Mm-hmm. House Bill 89, Senate Bill 308, uh, House Bill 60. Uh, what was the last one we were just talking about? I'm sorry, Jerry. Uh, 492. Uh, 492. <coughs> and, of course, um, then this year we went through with uh, Campus Carry. Uh, HB 859. And, and House Bill 1060. 
And the the big Both one of those were vetoed, of course, by our governor. And campus carry was one of those that was fully vetted through the House of Representatives and passed. Fully vetted through the uh, state senate and passed. And once the bill made it to the governor's desk, then some areas of concern start being brought up. The the campus carry bill, as I said, it was fully vetted uh, by the House and Senate. It's a bill that I feel should have been signed into law. It's a bill that I think is um, is common sense legislation. It's we, we got to make sure that the people over the age of twenty one eligible for the permit and has the permit they have the right to defend themselves. And there are some very dangerous places where you may have a mom or a dad going to night school and they're having to walk from the classrooms back to the cars. We need to make sure that these individuals are able to protect themselves and not harmed when they're just trying to further their education. We're talking about parking garages and and, um, libraries where people are getting mugged and robbed just trying to get in their cars. That doesn't have to happen. Well, there's there's an awful lot of students that are in the library till 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night studying, and they're they're on campus. And when they leave the library, they're totally... Uh, defenseless, yep. which should ne- never happen in no. the United States. You but. know, it's it's nice that they've got these security boxes all over campus. You see them, the little blue light and whatever. But what are the chances of you actually being able to get to that and saying, hey, this guy's about to rob me? Uh, I, I would r- much rather pull my firearm and go, oh, wasn't that cute? You mm-hmm. thought you were going to rob me. 18 years of total law enforcement, 15 years <clears throat> on the road. The other three years was the uh, being the director of the train center. But... Um, which we also had a police department there as well. So I did serve as role as chief on that. And we did have a few incidents that may have came up. But when I say on the road, on on the patrol, very rarely, very rarely are you right there when the crime happens. Usually someone's got to get on the phone, call 911. Dispatcher's got to take the information. It's got to be dispatched to the police officer, and the officer's got to go to the scene. There's some time involved in that. Mm-hmm. And whether it be... One to three minutes. Depends on where you live. And depending on where you live. Where I live, it can be 30 mm-hmm. minutes. Oh, yeah. And Me too. It's 25 that, that, can, 30. That, that can be a lifetime. I mean, innocent lives can be lost in that period of time. And all we want to do is make sure that law-abiding citizens have the right to defend themselves under the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of Georgia. Well, we see an epidemic in this <clears throat> country of school shootings. Yep. But the places that have campus carry, like Colorado, mm-hmm. you don't see any campus Utah. shootings in Colorado or Utah. Yep. And that's wise because these criminals that want to go in and kill somebody, they don't want to get killed back. Yep. They don't want to take that risk. So and when they know somebody there could be armed, they stay away. And most of the time when they're met with force... They kill themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I say meet with force when you come through the door. Get this over with. Get it out of the way, and we save well, lives. I mean, we had this in Kennesaw at the um, FedEx where I worked. Right. The man came in with a shotgun. He wasn't, he wasn't really much of a man. He was kind of a, a teenager, mentally ill. Everybody knew it. And he came in with a shotgun with birdshot. Now, was he really intending to kill anybody with birdshot? No. He wanted to, to maim and hurt mm-hmm. and mentally scar as many people as he could. But in the end, he ended up blowing his brains out in a tractor trailer out back of the facility at the end of it because that's exactly what happens when they are realize that they're fixing to go to prison there's a, there's or there's a, a gun pointed at them, then they turn it on themselves. There's typically. a very large percentage of people involved in those that, that do commit suicide, most of them in um, like 92, 3, 4% of the people that do that. Gun-free zones are 
nothing but killing fields. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it like that, but it's truly that's what they are. Uh, you disarm the law abiding, the criminals know they're disarmed, and, and it's just open season. It's like shooting fish in a barrel, literally. It, it, it truly know. is. And when you see these high body counts, which watch, that's what they're going for. Right. It's gun-free zones. Um, yeah, it happens specifically in gun-free yep. zones, and we're talking sure. movie theaters mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. churches and schools. Yeah, and yeah. that's where we see the higher body counts and places of work that have signs on the door that says you can't bring your firearm right. in. And, of course, then somebody goes in there right. and goes postal. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, everything, awesome. everything you mentioned, though, um, churches, uh, I mean, these are places where people come to think it's going to be a safe environment. And we we just got to make sure that people are allowed to defend themselves and exercise their constitutional rights. It yeah. was across the board. Well, you know, when I was a kid, there was one place in in town that was never locked. The doors were never locked, and that was the church. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can't find that today because if you do, they'll get robbed blind, or they'll they'll uh, everything will be. Uh, well, well, that's rare. The push button, to, but yeah. the push button with the camera, so they see who you are before the doors open. Although, right. although it's right. rare, the church where Doug and I got married, not this past year, the one before. It's just like that. You can walk up and walk in it's at out any in the country, time. Though, isn't it? it is. How it's so far out in the country, yeah. outside of Valdosta, that you How couldn't find guess. it unless you knew it was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's the way. That's the way all the small towns were. But even the small towns now uh, Are have got to leave anything to unlocked. Where, yes, sir. Either that or they're not going to leave anything of value in there because the people will come in and they will either steal it from them or they will tear it up. And and that's it's not the same society that i grew up in no and it's getting worse every day and it's getting worse every day and And gun-free zones are not helping it no gun-free zones aren't helping it and the fact that parents don't correct their kids making it worse that's correct and there's a lot of issues in society that we don't have any control over but what we do have control over is whether we're able to protect ourselves yep if they'll allow us to, yeah. that's the issue. And, and thanks to people like Tim Bearden that's and the correct. other members of the legislature who are willing to help us fight for the rights to protect ourselves, Georgia becomes a, a safer and safer place to live as time goes on, I believe. Well, well you can well. bet if you're in uh, House District 68 and you want somebody to protect your rights, not only Second Amendment rights, but work on uh, having a smaller, more efficient governor, government, then you're talking about voting for Tim Bearden. And I appreciate that because um, while, yes, the Second Amendment, it's a very important part of what we do in the legislature. There's so many other things that goes on in the legislature, trying to make sure the taxes stay low. Um, Georgia's one of those hybrid states. we got a 4% sales tax, plus we got the income tax. I like to see us move a little bit more towards the consumption side of taxation. We need to make sure that we continue to grow businesses in Georgia and attract businesses to the state. I got two kids, one sixteen, one ten. I want when they graduate high school or they decide to go to college and graduate college, I want to make sure they have a good paying job in District sixty eight or somewhere mm-hmm. close to where I'm living without having to go to Atlanta or Savannah to find those jobs or out of state. Mm-hmm. Um, we we need to make sure that Georgia continues to prosper economically. Right. If they if they want to go out of state, then let that be their choice. Not exactly. Have to go out of state just to make a living. Well, unfortunately, that's exactly what happened to me at a young age. Was it was so hard to find work where I lived mm-hmm. that I ended up going to Florida to find a good job, and so I was you know hundreds of miles from any family, and I was alone in the world. And it, it can be difficult for youngsters, and it would be nicer to see a lot of economic growth and job growth here yep. so that our kids can stay around and take care of us when we're old. 
Well, you Jenny know, that, knows. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. You know, if my kids want to move somewhere, if they move to the beach in Florida, then mom and dad, I'm sure, will go down there and move with them too. Because, uh, but if you're if you're yeah. a representative or the governor, by then you can't do this. You'll have to be here running the state. Somebody got to run this well, well, state. Well, so, so, you know, at some point, you know, we're talking about down the, down the line. But uh, when you get my age, huh? yeah, job creation is such an important job. We got so many different things going on in this state. That's positive. Our film industry is absolutely booming in this state. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're bringing so many TV shows and movies here to Georgia, and that's creating jobs. Farms um, industry is doing pretty good, too. Well, you know, everything seems to be doing pretty well right now. We are very blessed to have the ports of Savannah. Well, mm-hmm. all our ports in Georgia. But, Brunswick, too. But yeah. yeah, I mean, the, we had several ports in Georgia, but we're moving forward on deepening the harbor in Savannah. So when everything finally gets completed at the Panama Canal, we can start bringing in these mega ships that are just three times as much cargo as that's being brought on now. We can bring those into Georgia, and the the important thing of that is just not job creation, but it's also homeland security. Right. Um, if something ever happened in the north northeast part of the United States, by us being prepared with our ports being deepened, if God forbid anything happened in that region of the country, we would be able to make sure that the, that container cargo gets out of Savannah straight up ninety five or our tr- two train spurs with CSX and Norfolk and get that. Get those products up to the northeast. Well, we also have the 16 corridor that leads over to 75, which exactly. is a huge mm-hmm. shipping route up into the Midwest. Yep. And it, it's very well located for that kind of thing. Our ports just don't serve Georgia nor just the southeast. It serves the nation. Mm-hmm. And we are very proud. I'm very proud of the ports and uh, everything that they do. They do a great job. And we've, we've got, like, straight shot to Detroit from over there in Brunswick and Savannah, just 16 and 75 up, and, and that's great for the vehicles that are coming in from other countries, plus parts and... and there's a lot of, a lot of cars There's a lot of cars going out of this state this as well true. to that's other parts of the true. world. So yeah. uh, as I said, we, there, there's so many different things going on in this state. Uh, we need to make sure we have someone that understands it, that can go right to work when we get there. And uh, you know, we're working very hard in the district to make sure the citizens remember the job that we did for them in the past and what we will do for them again in the future well we're coming up on another commercial break so if you'll sit tight we'll be back with tim bearden jerry henry you're listening to georgiacarry.org radio and now back to georgiacarry.org radio with doug and jesse king And we're back, and we're here in studio with Jerry Henry and Tim Bearden this week, and we're discussing legislature in Georgia and what's coming up in the near future. What's going on, Tim, here? How did you get involved in the election this time? Well, it was an uh, interesting process. Um, you know, We knew uh, Dusty made the so-called short list for, to be the judge, and when you start looking at the law and how voting election goes there's a there was the possibility that the election could take place on march 24th or i'm sorry may 24th or if he resigned after may 24th it would go to the republican party of georgia executive committee which is made up like 26 people and they would just put someone on the ballot for november because dusty was unopposed and um in the primary and the general or if i think if he would have resigned after september 1st have been a special election so he resigned. Not sure exactly the date he resigned, but 
The um, we well, were, it wasn't the date he originally intended to resign. Well, I'm not sure when he originally was intending to to resign, but when he did, the uh, state party met. They opened up qualifying for one day, which was last Thursday, and the election is May 24th. So it's a 12 day election, and I've I, I've never heard of a 12 day election. Maybe. I've never ran a 12 day election, so um, maybe we're setting precedent on this. I don't know, but. Uh, you know, so everything is moving very quick. You know, you try and get your mailers out. You try and get uh, – I was fortunate I had signs left over from back in the day, and we was able to you start getting those signs out, waiting for the new signs to come in. And it is such a sprint. You're just trying to make phone calls to people that's helped you in the past, um, making sure they know that you're out there, trying to go to any event where there's any group of people to just be seen and start talking to them again and – let them know that um, there is a proven conservative on the ballot. Now, who's running against you? I'm not saying. But anyway, there, there's two other <laughs> okay, candidates. So there's, is, there's, there's two your, other candidates. Does your last name come alphabetically before or after? Bearden is the first name yeah. on the ballot, so vote for the first name you <laughs> That'll see. That'll help you. That'll uh, help anyway, you some. <laughs> you know, but anyway, it's a... Um, <laughs> well, let, me, let me ask you something about the election. Okay. Uh, early voting is going on in all the other precincts. How about this precinct? Uh, Are they going to be early voting, or is it all on Tuesday? Early voting did start yesterday, okay. on Monday. It actually, they was able to get the ballots changed through the electronic system. The bad part on this, and I'll be the first one to say, if elected, this is a law that we're going to address when we get back into session. Because those that voted early their votes don't count, and they cannot come back and vote for the House District 68 right. position. Right. Um, because in state law, it says pretty clearly that a person can only be allowed to vote one time in an election. But there should be something out there if the election ballot changes on that person. It's nothing they did. Right. Um, they should be allowed to go back and vote. Just have one machine and one car that just with those those names, Bearden, which is on the first part, uh, very first name you'll see, give them the card, let them put it in, vote, and uh, be done with it. They know who's already voted already, so give them a chance to vote for this election as well. So we will look, we will address this issue if we're fortunate enough to be elected by the citizens of District 68. So yeah. what part of the state is covered by District 68? Okay, I'm glad you asked that because uh, city of Villarica, okay. that is inside Carroll County. Uh, city of Temple that falls inside the inside Carroll County. Go down towards the Sharp Creek area, uh, Sand Hill, Fairfield Plantation, a little bit further south, uh, Crossroads, Hewlett area, and then it works its way into Southern Douglas County in the uh, precinct for Fair Play. So that's the uh, district for District sixty eight. Okay. So it's a. Uh, it's a great place to live. It's a great place to raise kids, but we need to continue to make sure we're moving the state forward and the that community forward, growing jobs and uh, doing what we can economic development-wise. Well, your future of your county is very dependent on who you elect, not only as your county leaders, but also as your district leaders. Exactly. And so it's very important to get out there and to know who you're voting for, to see who um, whose ideals align with yours the best and cast a ballot yeah. for that yeah. person. 
Well, it, it is kind of disheartening. I know if I were over there and I had voted early, which I don't normally vote early, I, I think one day is enough for me to vote. For this I, reason? I, yeah, well, for that reason. I, I just I just don't think that we need three weeks or whatever it is to, yeah. to cast sure. a vote. I mean, all my life it's been on one day. If you yeah. can't take one day off, then, you know, if you can't go from 7 o'clock in the morning until 7 o'clock in the evening, then... You don't you, vote, as far as I'm concerned. I could but, understand there being well, one weekend day well, with well, them giving people that that work nine to five, Monday through Friday, teachers and such, an opportunity to get off or be off and vote. But you have two hours after you get off, and you have two hours before you go to work. And the end, it was yeah. hard for me in the industry I was in. I was in the trucking industry mm-hmm. to get in to vote because I couldn't get into where I was supposed to vote, and where I lived at the time would not give me absentee ballot because I was inside the state. Well, so, you know, it's one of those it, maybe it where you could do a uh, a Friday or a Thursday, maybe a Saturday, and then the day. But when you start searching it so far out. Two weeks is too much, I you, think. You, know, you don't know what could much. happen. Uh, right. Someone could appoint a judge. And right. <laughs> you just don't know. And then you've already voted early. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit more of a traditionalist. I may have voted early in a campaign or two. But I like trying to take the kids out to the voting poll mm-hmm. place with me and yeah. to get them in part. Involved in the in the community and in that civic duty of voting. I agree. I, I totally so. agree with that. And I said if it, if that happened to me, I would be totally upset that I yeah. could not vote for you or your opponent or whoever I wanted to vote for in this particular election. And see, but, I have this voter ritual of I like to go out on election day, mm-hmm. get me a coffee, and stand in the line and talk to people because they're interesting. Mm-hmm. Whether they're they're like me or they're not, you talk to them and they're they're interesting. It's it's just don't campaign within that. I think 150 feet. Yes, so I, I'm not that. campaigning, <laughs> but usually uh, you know. Just watching, people watching has always yeah. been my thing. So. Well, well, look at it this way. If you, if you can't wear your gun, you can't campaign. Same distance. So when Good you point. take off your gun, quit campaigning <laughs> until you get back to your, your gun. See, and I, think, I, 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 think, I like the way you spend that. Into, into I think it's issue. absurd that we're not allowed to carry our gun in. Well, I do too. but Because, I mean, what am I going to do? Like shoot the the poll box you know the the, the box that it, it's, it's, takes it's, the it's, votes i mean for real well until we passed uh, hb 492 it was against the law for you to carry at a polling place anytime whether there was election going on or not yeah now uh it's only it's during all election libraries days. that allowed so, the polling in the library yep. were safe all year round all year from round. us conservative jobs as they call us you know <laughs> for most law-abiding citizens i think the audience know i've been very quiet during this whole section of uh, conversation going on but uh but no it's a uh, we're, we're looking forward to may 24th uh it's a week from today early voting started so um if you're here if you're hearing this get out and vote on may 24th and uh you know we appreciate your support and your vote but it's a very important election I said, we just need to make sure the state continues to move forward. We continue to defend those individual rights that we're guaranteed to have. And we need to make sure that they're protected. And, and we're going to do everything we can to protect those If you're rights. in District 68, vote for Tim Bearden. He's your only That's choice. Number, <laughs> he's the best choice. The number one. He's the best choice. He's the number one on the ballot. Mm-hmm. For, yeah, I'm not going to use the old cheesy line about being first on the ballot or anything. But anyway, yes, we're on the ballot. We're the first one on the ballot. So, uh, you know, I do, do appreciate everyone's help and support. And I appreciate y'all having me on today as well. well we always well, are glad to hear from you. You're entertaining and, and the listeners like to hear from you. So good. it's a good thing to have you. Well, anybody that, that cares carries a firearm, believes in the Second Amendment, and does not know who this gentleman is, and does not back him, has they, I, there's something wrong with him. Because, as I said earlier, without him, he was, his bill is the one that started the avalanche, basically, 
of our gun rights laws because after HB 89, it was a big bill at the time. We passed some bigger ones since then. But without that one, we wouldn't have had the opportunity to pass uh, 308 and get rid of the public gathering laws. Well, it's we been were the, I'm sorry, but we were the bill where if chicken wings are dropped on the floor, there was going to be correct. gunfights. That's correct. That's what we said in the media. So we yes, just wanted to, right. you know, and, and that did not happen. So I'm very and, proud and to say we can move forward. If we were as violent as the anti-gunners <clears throat> yeah. believe we are, there would be no anti-gunners. Right. <laughs> again, uh, again, let's go back to, uh, well, back to the restaurant part of the bill. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that they said, too, was that, uh, that they were afraid of their servers because – or for the server's life, because if they brought out a steak that was too well done, somebody get mad, get up, shoot them. Well, that's you know, it's they crazy. act like it's, this is the old crazy, west, but, um, don't they? Well, I don't think do I don't think that the happened though. Was oh. they didn't do that in the old no. west? Me and Jerry Henry New thinking York on the same City. lines and saying something, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those things where um, again, it's about individual rights, uh, yeah. personal responsibility, and doing what doing the best thing. So. I see a lot of assumptions about how they believe that that gun owners are going to react. Versus the reality. You see these memes on Facebook, and it's like, what I do, what my parents think I do, what my friends think mm-hmm. I do. Well, like, what my friends think I do, the ones that are not gun owners, they, like, Yosemite Sam. And I, I'm like, it's nothing like that at yeah. all. No, if we, anything, owning a gun has made me calmer. Me too. Well, Because I, now when they flip me off on the side of the highway, I'm like, you know... You better be glad I have self-control. The, um, All I can say. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things where the, the citizens, especially firearm owners, the, the, they're outstanding citizens, and they, they do a great job. I mean, they, they, they carry because they want to defend their families mm-hmm. and defend themselves. Um, you know, if you, if you have a child, you'll do anything in order to defend them, mm-hmm. and that gives you the ability to defend your family the best way that you possibly can right. because you never know when you may be in a situation where it's just you and the bad guys i had a friend ask me just a couple of weeks ago i went to a graduation in tennessee and she's like what are you scared of that you carry all the time i said absolutely nothing That's right we're coming up on a commercial break so okay. we're back okay. in just a few seconds you're listening to georgiacarry.org radio Now, back to GeorgiaCarry.org radio with Doug and Jesse King. And we're back in in studio here with Jerry Henry and Tim Bearden. And Tim, I was wondering if anybody wanted to volunteer to help you with campaign, where would they be able to locate you to do that? Uh, probably going to be the best place. It's going to be on the uh, Facebook site that we have right now because it is such a time crunch. Uh, just go to Tim Bearden State House. And that's our Facebook page. Like the page, uh, share the page. But you can always get in touch with me by, by that. That's probably the easiest and quickest way to get in touch with me right now. So I can just put a comment on there that they'd like to volunteer, and you'll sure get in could. touch with them. Okay. Sure could. That's a good thing. Yes. We're also looking for volunteers for upcoming things for georgiacarry.org. So if somebody is interested in volunteering at a show, who do they contact? Uh, Bruce Greenfield. He is our statewide uh, recruiting coordinator, and he can be reached at uh, gun shows at georgiacarry.org okay <clears throat> he has a couple other emails but that's one of the emails that he has um, and you can go to georgiapacking.org I think our our 
shows are still listed on there where we need volunteers. If there's one in your area, just send somebody a private message or post on there that you'd like to help, and they'll get in touch with you. Because I go to the the shows, and I I see the pictures when I don't get to go, and I see the same people at every one. You know, I see Buddy out and and Mark well, Gilbert. Well, it's the old 80-20 thing, you know. 20% of your people do 80% of the work. And, and it's, probably, it's, it's probably 10% 90 in, <laughs> in our case. We have a lot of people that, that I I am so afraid they'll burn out. that, uh, And for those guys to do so would hurt us quite a bit. Mark Gilbert is one of those. He's Mark, at every show. Yeah, Mark's at every show. Bruce but, is at, Buddy. at an awful lot of them. Buddy's at all of them around Cobb County. Mm-hmm. And, and, in fact, he's uh, he's gone down to Hogansville and a couple other places with us. Uh, in the past just to have somebody there uh, and bruce is all over the place and the reality is this organization is very volunteer based it's very volunteer oriented and without people that are willing to come out and talk to people and shake some hands and explain why the second amendment matters to them mm-hmm. this organization wouldn't have been where it is today no, without that so not. in order to further it we have to continue this so get out right. there and volunteer right. contact the volunteer coordinator and see what you can do well there's a lot of people that are sitting around say i don't know how to do it you know what 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 kind of training do you have and i i just look at people when they ask me that and i say well are you a member and they say yes and i say well why did you become a member that's and they tell me and i say you're trained. All you need to do is go tell these people why you became a member. And there's some good stories about why people became members of and, Georgia Carey. And everybody has their why story. Why did it matter to me? <laughs> right. And if you can tell that why story to somebody, why you yep. got involved in something and why it mattered to you, then they can identify with that and find their own why. That's and correct. when you get them to look for their own why, that's when you get a member. And one of the things that we've always done, and, and Tim kind of alluded to it earlier, we have always tried to empower our members to be lobbyists. We want you to know your representatives and your senators and have them know you when they see you on the street. They ought to recognize who you are. Yep. If you don't do that, you haven't done your job. And we urge everybody to do that anytime you're in Atlanta and you've got time to go by the Capitol as the session's in. Go by and talk to them. Just remind them who you are and and what your your goal is. And now that we're out of session, then one of the things that I like to do is remind people – Get involved with somebody's campaign if you want to, such as Tim. Get involved with with your state senator or representative that you would like to see return. And now's the time to learn those people. There are a lot of people that didn't run again, uh, and that happens every year. And there'll be some people that'll probably be defeated, but you need to know who those people are and have have them know you and what you're wanting by the time the session starts in January. And the reality is you don't have to know a lot about anything to be involved with Georgia Carey because these people will teach you so much if you just sit and listen yeah. to them. Yeah. That's true. That's I didn't true. know where you were going with that. I was about to laugh. I like, but um, talk, talking about here. campaigns, um, you know, if, if, if you even get involved with a, with a campaign, you just don't know how much it means just to help a candidate to go out and put signs up for them. I mean, that is just uh, that's huge. Or talking to your friends and having a little social get together for that candidate, so you can come in just talk to to your people because those messages get out. And it's all about making sure you get the message out and that when you get elected, hold yourself accountable to the voters and do what you tell them that you're going to do. Don't go in there and change change course on them. Don't yeah. veto stuff you said you were going to sign. <clears throat> I don't have that power. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're, you're not running for so, governor, huh? So how do we become a member of GeorgiaCarry.org if you're listening today and you're not a member? Well, there's several ways. You can uh, go to our website under a tab on the left-hand side that says Join, and you can sign up either online or you can print out a, an application and send a check in to the address on the application. Uh, you can also, uh, when you join, it's $20 a year, but if you want to join for three years, five years, whatever you want to join, uh, you can select that number. The store will automatically charge you that much, and you'll be a member for the next five years and not have to worry about renewing. We also have a uh, life membership, which is $500, that um, will last for your lifetime. I don't know how it goes on past that, but... Uh, I I became a lifetime member a long time ago for one thing I wanted to, and uh, the other thing I don't have to worry about having to renew my my membership fees. And then, and some people say, well, there's a lot of people I I've heard say, well, I'm 62 years old, I'd have to live to be 90 before I get my money back. Well, I was 67, 66 or 67 when I became a lifetime member, and it. It was not how much I was going to get back out of out of my dues. It was what I was going to get by helping Georgia Carey and being a member of Georgia Carey. Well, you get some pretty awesome perks as a lifetime member, too. Yeah, yeah a few. What, we have what does a, the, the packet have include <laughs> when you first? I mean, you, you get like a hat and a button or something? Well, we have a, we have a nice uh, benchmark knife that is uh, laser, laser engraved with a Georgia Carey logo and says life member on it. Uh, we have... Um, uh, lapel pen says life member and a few things in a little goodie bags and uh, plus we have our uh, convention we'll have it coming up we talked about last week yeah in uh, August the 5th and 6th I believe it is and the life members that attend the convention have dinner with our guest speaker have lunch with our guest speaker on Georgia Carey so uh, it doesn't cost you anything for lunch and you get to spend time with whoever the speaker is and, and talk to them about whatever you want to talk about, you know, and let them answer questions. And that's been a big hit in the past. So, uh, and you don't have to worry about getting an email that says your membership just expired. No, and you don't have to worry about sending in that check or paying those dues every year. That's correct. That <laughs> it, it can be interesting. I, I have been going to the gun show and just renewing mine. Mm-hmm. Well, the gun show that I signed up at just happens to fall at the same time every year to where I can renew at it without being expired before it goes through. Well, that, excuse me, but that's one of the things that we that I did not mention is you can sign up also at uh, most of the gun shows. We'll normally have a table there, and you can go up and sign up or renew. You can also uh, sign up or renew at a lot of the festivals. We have an awful lot of festivals that we go to now. Prior to SB 308, the only place we could go really was gun shows because we had the public gathering. And now we go to an awful lot of festivals and expos. We were at the uh, United States Concealed Carry Expo in Atlanta last week or week four last. Um, and uh, we go to Gay Pride every year. We go to um, uh, Moonshine Festival up in Dawsonville. Shaking Boots Festival. <laughs> the... Um, Big Shanty Festival. Big Shanty. And uh, the Hummingbird Festival down in... Don't they do the zombie fest in Canton at Halloween? I'm pretty sure I heard I'm somebody mention sure. it. I'm not sure. If uh, not, they might want to try they, it. It's fun. They, they probably <laughs> talked about doing it, but I don't remember us doing it. Hmm. Uh, but that, might, doesn't, that doesn't mean we, we I might have to it. talk them into that. <laughs> and we do the we do the Cherry Blossom uh, Festival over in Conyers. Uh, and um, 
We just, any festival anybody knows about, if we're not there, let us know where it is. We also need volunteers we'll for these there. festivals. And we need volunteers for those festivals. Now, if you're so. listening to this show online, don't. You can listen to it on your local radio station. Go talk to your local station manager and tell them you enjoy GeorgiaCarry.org radio. Send us an email at radio at GeorgiaCarry.org, and we will talk to your station manager and syndicate to your station. Right. Jerry Henry will personally guarantee that we'll get to talk to him. Right, Jerry? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) We will. um, Oh, we also, these these, uh, shows are also posted online as podcasts, so you can download them and listen to them uh, after the shows. You can listen to my lovely voice as much as you want. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're coming up to the end of the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you Tim. for allowing me to be here. We always enjoy having you. The members enjoy listening to you and oh, hearing the it. updates on what's going on. And as usual, it was joy having Jerry Henry in studio. You. you provide us with a few good laughs. Thank and you. until <laughs> next week, get out there and volunteer and do and, some work. And, and, get and don't forget to vote for Tim Bearden for House District 68. And you were listening to GeorgiaCarry.org Radio. This has been GeorgiaCarry.org Radio with Doug and Jesse King. GeorgiaCarry.org is Georgia's no-compromise voice for gun owners. Tune in each week for valuable information on protecting your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. GeorgiaCarry.org Radio, Saturday mornings at 8 on News Talk 1160, the talk of the town.